0: Hey, everyone. I'm Misho, the creator and host of the Misho podcast. I want to welcome you to the show where we dive into hot topics about entertainment, news and sports. Make sure you go follow us on IG, Facebook and Twitter at the Show. That is the M-E-S-H-E-A-U-X. And let us know how we are doing. Thank you for listening. And the newest episode of the Misho starts Now. to the show, everyone. I'm your host, Misha. I am here with Brooks. Brooks, how you doing today?
1: I'm doing well.
0: You're doing well. You're <laughs> doing well. Yeah, we are here. We're going to do a 2020 Clear Vision episode for you guys. It's, it's been a while, um, but we had some in the works, and we wanted to make sure to give you this before we brought anything else. We have someone here very special with us today, a young, talented, inspiring, courageous activist, Imani Kennedy, how are you doing today? I'm
2: doing good. How are y'all? We are
0: good. We are good. We are so glad that you're able to join us today. So thank you for being here.
2: Yeah, of course. I'm excited. We've been working on this for a minute, so I'm
0: glad. Yes, for sure. For sure. So, you know, she works so hard. You're in the car right now, right? You're on your way somewhere right now?
2: I am. I am en route to a vigil for a kid that was killed by MPD a couple of days ago on a moped.
0: ran them over Mm. so we're
2: out to go work with the family now
0: in northwest that is awesome i mean you know it's sad that that happened but it's awesome that you are working um you know you're doing the work you're out there you're working with the families you're putting together all these rallies and non-violent protests so i really appreciate you but before we're going to talk more about your foundation um your organization that you started I do want to get the guests to you know know you a little bit, get to know Imani a little bit more. So you were born and raised in Northern Virginia, correct?
2: I was born in Washington, D.C., Washington Hospital Center, and raised in Northern Virginia. My family, are um, my dad's side at least, is native to the Washington area, D.C. area. My grandfather and grandmother met when they were like eight and got married when they were 16 now out of wow. Southwest. Boston, wow. Bottom. And I think, like, yeah, pretty much for the most part, we're all still out here in the DMV area.
0: Nice, nice. So where did you go to high school? Where did you go to college?
2: I went to South County, which is in Wharton. Okay. Um, I graduated in 2015. And then I went to Florida International University, FIU, um, in Miami. And I graduated from there in July of 2019. So i just just about a year out of college
0: nice nice that's awesome and um you mentioned right before the, before we started the show you, you said you had a you do some production work as well
2: yeah so i do i have a page called imani.tv i do it all y'all so i kind of <laughs> like i try to do too much like example for me being in the car right now um i i do interviews with different artists the, the series is called creating clout and I interview kind of like local and up and coming artists and their path and journey as to how they've gotten to where they are. They're not necessarily musical artists, they're also uh visual artists and um I'm pretty sure I have some writers on there. And then I also cook on the side, um mommy imani, mommy underscore imani you can find it at. Uh my family is like big on food. Uh, I feel like all black people are, but That's I, a fact. I really <laughs> uh, I learned how to cook with my grandmothers growing up and I kind of sell plates on the side and stuff like that also.
1: Yeah, it's so crazy. So, um, we had talked about this separately, but my whole family has been going to the same church since my parents moved to Virginia from Louisiana and my parents and Amani's grandparents knew each other, um, pretty well when they were still going to church up in Old Town also. So, um, I mean, I know your dad, like, I remember you being little, like, it's crazy. I mean, Nova is such a small place and everybody always talks about that, but it's literally like such a small place.
2: Yeah. I mean, you guys went to the same elementary school as we did. I remember being a little kid and watching, I don't know who, you or your sister on like morning news. Oh, that was (laughs) was. And (laughs) your mom works at my alma mater now. I ran into her in the hallway. Yeah, I was like, hey, what's yeah. Like, right? it's crazy. And then um, I think Adam and his brother we uh, were kind of babysat by my grandparents' best friend, the Roberts, the Robinsons, the Robinsons. Yeah, um, yeah. That's fam, you know, <laughs> we it run is. deep through here. I feel like Nova DMV is not small.
0: Not at it's all. Bad, bad. Not at all.
1: So we had talked about this on a different 2020 episode, on I think. I don't know who brought it up, but we had talked about if your parents had ever spoken to you about getting stopped by the police. And I had to really think about that one. I don't remember my parents ever sitting me down and having a conversation besides like keep your hands on the wheel, do what the officer says to the conversations that I feel like parents are having now with their kids who were just starting out driving or a little bit younger than I am. Did your parents ever talk to you about what you should do if you get stopped by the police being a Black woman?
2: So I got my license right after before Mike Brown died, right after Tumir, or Trayvon Martin died. Okay. Um, I don't think that was ever a conversation. I think it was such a heightened climate. It was something that I already knew. It yeah. wasn't a conversation that we had to have. And then a little bit background about my parents specifically within the candidates. They're like the pan africanist very like pro-black know where you are. I know where you're coming from folks out of the family. And it was always, that was always kind of a conversation. Like whatever, like it wasn't just a cop. If a white person approaches you period, like, this is how you behave. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is who you call. So I, I think it was just something that was kind of always in the back of my head, but no, I don't think it was a deliberate conversation for me either
1: yeah interesting um so we had also had somebody that um went to high school or graduated high school in our class made a comment about living in northern virginia and feeling like we probably shouldn't speak on being discriminated because our families may or may not look like they're well off um to someone from the outside do you have a specific story that's kind of stuck with you over the years
2: of a certain time when you were discriminated against um i have a lot (laughs) so i was bullied i went to fort hunt elementary um super racist in my personal opinion especially in the early 2000s uh they ship kids in they have to bus in i guess like their black quota Mm -hmm. from the highway corridor but Fort Hunt itself is over off of GW Parkway, mm-hmm. um, kind of tucked off where, I mean, I like went to school with senators, kids, and like affluent white people. And the only reason I was going to that school was to learn Spanish, their immersion program. Okay. My mom even said to even get us tested in, there was discrimination there. They didn't think that I'd be able to do it. And then once I was in there, I think by the second grade was the first time I was called the N-word. And it's funny because I grew up with these parents, like I of saying like you know where you're from you know where you're going when I got called to n-word I was afraid to tell them that I got called to n-word and they never called like the school itself never called and said this incident happened mm-hmm. they never said like anything happened and so I grew up and all this stuff's been going on and now as I reflect on it I'm like damn and as an educator I'm a substitute teacher as well for the county as an educator I know they didn't do protocol like I know they didn't respect that Ms. not a wiki and I will never forget my second grade teacher was like <laughs> it's okay it already happened he's Mm. apologizing he's crying he feels sorry and then the rest of my experience there i was called a gorilla they beat their chest at me they put their lips up it was very very much a racist school but i mean i got through it that i feel like that's every nova kid every black nova kid i got through it yeah (laughs)
0: that's that's, wild that's horrible i mean that's i'm so sorry you went through that but you know like you said and we kind of Uh, A a lot of students um, in this area go through the same thing, especially when they're at a predominantly white school. But you kind of went into, you know, having people act like that. It's kind of what we're dealing with right now with uh, the president of uh, the 45th president. Um, So I kind of just want to, you know, ask you, how do you feel right now with the current election?
2: Um, So I begin to educate myself more and more. I think that when I like entered college in general, I felt like, a, you know, Democrats, like they'll make sure we're good, we're covered as a people. And the more you read and the more you learn as a Black individual from anywhere in the diaspora, I mean, none of these systems are for me. None of them are built for me. None of them are built for me to be successful. None of them really care. So I I think Joe or Trump, Biden or Trump in, in the office, uh I don't think much is going to to happen for our people and it's really unfortunate. And I think the whole usage of Kamala, who also I don't think has done a lot for our people, is going to uh to benefit us. I think she was just a performing this act performance, that's all it is, in my opinion. We're in mm-hmm. a simulation. That may be a little negative, y'all. I'm sorry, but like <laughs> No, it's honest. <laughs>
0: No, I mean that's yeah, it's honest, and that's your opinion. But I will ask you this: with those strong opinions, are you voting?
2: Yes, I'm voting.
0: I'm oh, <laughs> I'm all not right,
2: dumb. I am voting i do not want Trump. I'm, I'm still choosing the two evils, but there uh, you go. Yeah, <laughs> everyone mean,
0: needs to be out here voting. It, yes, you, you got to vote, and I think my brother uh, A. Fitz always says, you know, he's voting for resources and opportunity. And at this point, we know our current situation is not given that. Resource and opportunity to black people or people of color. So we got to get him up out of there. So go yes. vote, go vote, go vote. We're going to come right back. We're not done with this interview, but we're going to take a quick break. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Me Show. I'm your host, Me Show. Brooks is here. And we also have Imani Kennedy with us. And Imani, let's continue the conversation. We're having a great conversation. Um, I I, I want to pivot now into the work that you are doing on the front line. You know, you already mentioned that you're driving to support a family in DC, um, where their son, their child, their young child was ran over by the cops and killed. So kind of give me a little bit more about um. What inspired you to become a leader in this fight?
2: So I don't, I don't think anything necessarily inspired me. It was all by happenstance, in complete accident, Uh, when George Floyd and Breonna Taylor started getting more press. um, About May third, I think that's everybody's pretty much start date that weekend. People, uh, I decided to organize. I had a friend from high She's like, hey, do you mind helping me organize and get the word out for this protest? you want to do? And using kind of like my digital marketing and background knowledge with interviews and stuff like that, I was like, sure, no problem. We can probably hit up the local DJs. We can hit up a couple local artists. You know, we, we got to tap into the music. And I think that's a sidebar. I think musicians using their platform is extremely important um, for for activism work, just period. So that's what I did and it went from like us expecting 50 people to when we got there, 500 people were there. Mm. And we were like, damn, (laughs) they're they're all here for us and they're expecting us to lead this. Okay, (laughs) so then they started asking, like the press came up and Washington Post came up and like random, like people, I went from being this low-key COVID depressed (laughs) 23-year-old to, like, are you the leader of this protest? Are you the leader of this protest? And I was like, no. And me and my friend were like, Sekira Coleman is her name. She's my co-organizer. We were like, we need an entity. Like, we need something to hide behind where we just don't have to go out and give out our name and we can just give out an organization. So mm-hmm. that's how Until Freedom got started from that weekend. And I ended up getting an interview um, for the African-American Policy Forum maybe a couple weeks later. And I interned with them under Kimberly Crenshaw for okay. the entirety of the summer. And through learning through the internship, I was able to facilitate more out in the street. And specifically, like I focused my part of my efforts in the in the organization of Until Freedom on say her name okay. and advocating for Black women and police brutality. I think it's something that people don't re- necessarily recognize as an important part of this movement. And I think they also recognize it as a divisive part of this movement. And it's really just giving black women their credit where it's due. And I may be biased. (laughs) Clearly. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Do
1: you know, roughly off the top of your head, how many events you guys have had since you actually got
2: started under the name Until Freedom DC? A minimum of 10. I'm seeing like the Excel sheet, because we do have it like all recorded down. I want to say it's about 10 that we've personally done. And then also in support of, probably at like 20 or 30, like this past week, we were just, we just shut down 395 on Monday morning um, for Tent City and advocating for uh, uh, Black education and Black liberation within the educational system and actually learning about, you know, more of our heroes and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, I think we're about between 20 and 30 events and we're working on a school drive right now. Um, for Kelly Miller
0: out in D.C. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit more about some upcoming events. You you just mentioned, you said the school.
2: We have a school supply drive going on for Kelly Miller D.C. We're collecting for them until the end of next week. We have decided, and this was my initiative, um, to do a school in each county um, of the local DMV area. The only county I think we didn't hit was Arlington slash Alexandria, but we took up Fairfax for a whole. Nice. So we're working with our next school rollout for the month that's coming up is Thurgood Marshall, which is located in
0: Camp Springs out by like Uh oh, nice, nice. That's awesome. That is <laughs> awesome. I, I, I just I'm you know, we, we we just met, you know, in the last three months, but it's like I've known you forever. Like you mentioned, you know, our our, our families, all of our families here are connected in some way. And I'm just very proud of you. Um, I reached out to uh, Mama Fitz and told her that I was doing this interview. She was like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of that girl. Oh, my God, I remember her.
1: <laughs> and British, my mom still thinks you're like 12.
0: Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure she does.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, she's like a grown-ass woman. <laughs> it's
0: so funny how moms do that, right? They be like, oh, my God, she was so little. Like, ma, she's 23. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> oh even because, like, me and my sister, even in comparison to, like, our cousins and stuff, we're 12 years younger. So, like, everyone's like, oh y'all are kids. But <laughs> like, y'all are the baby. <laughs> we're like, no, we're actually grown,
1: y'all. Well, we you <laughs> together, um, one of the events up at the high school. So I had mentioned it then. And I'm like, oh, like, are you going to go walk? Like, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, "What are you talking about? Like, she can't be putting that together. Like, she's she's too young." <laughs>
2: I'm like, "No, <laughs> she's an adult. She's an adult, so and I actually works in the school
0: with you every now and then." Yeah, like, right. I that's bad. so funny. That is so funny.
1: I guess my big kind of final question here is: How can someone who's sitting at home get involved? If They want to participate in any of your upcoming events. Where can they find you? What
2: should they do? Well, first should. I'm going to start with following Until Freedom DC or Until Freedom Organizing on Instagram. There is another larger national chapter in VR in the works with joining them. That's ran by Tamika Mallory and Linda Sarsour. But we're trying to get through this election period. So for now, make sure you're following both the the large national one, but specifically the one in this area, which is Until Freedom, D.C. Y'all can find more information. I always like to take the educator route. There's Black Lives Matter at school. They have lesson plans. They have resources. They have literature. They got got it all. So I always like shout out that link specifically. If you Google it, that's like the best one to kind of educate not only yourself. We'll also educate your children, maybe family, cousins, whatever. And then you can find me personally on at Mani, M-A-N-I-I, faith, like walk in faith on Instagram and Twitter.
0: We will definitely tag all of that on our post about this show. So make sure you look at our Instagram as well at the me show. But Imani, I am so grateful for the work that you are doing. Your whole team are doing. This is important, you know, important work that has to be done, has to be talked about. So I really appreciate you. And I hope that, you know, we can um, build a partnership here between the Me Show and Until Freedom DC and um, try to get some things done for our community.
2: Yes, for sure. We got to like go out, get lunch and drinks. Or
0: something like that. For sure, for sure. <laughs> too, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Wrap
0: it all. And definitely <laughs> some drinks. Definitely some drinks.
2: <laughs> I mean, if I'm old enough, if I'm grown enough.
0: Get right <laughs> for all the mamas listening.
2: Thank you. For all the mamas listening.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Imani. Uh, stay safe, hey, and everyone. It's always win the day every day. We out.